Hello and welcome to another episode of Observe and Report. I am your host, Jason Simmons, alongside me, right across the table from me, my co-host, Jack Smith. Hello. We are happy to be here with you today to talk about the things that we talk about, with the things that we've seen, and tell you about them. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's been a while since we've been back. Yes. Like, good to be with you again, listeners. Missed you so much. <laughs> um, good to be back with you again, Jax. Um, and yeah, let's uh, let's have a good time today. Let's uh, let's enjoy some things. Let's talk about some things. Let's laugh. Let's have a good time. Um, Live, laugh, love. Yeah, <laughs> it's on my chest. I tattooed it there. <laughs> So what I always remember, all right? I remember thinking, like, oh, that's fucking stupid. And then I moved into a place, and the bathroom was one of those signs of, like, the fancy pink cursive that said that. And I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> cool. I made sure to get it backwards when I look in a mirror. I remember, <laughs> all right? Some days you forget to laugh, and you're just like, well, this was Saturday. Oh, right, didn't look at my chest. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean, I've seen some things Go for uh, it, man. in my time away. Um but yeah, I holy moly! You write so many notes on your phone. The font is so teeny tiny. <laughs> to be honest, that's just like notes for like one thing in particular. Everything what? else, <laughs> I do not have the attention span to pay to like actually have that many notes on one thing. <laughs> I mean, to be honest, it's just like all right. As soon as it's finished, okay, let's get down what I was doing because I don't want to write during the movie. Like I don't have that many thoughts in a day, Jason. <laughs> Good for you, sir. Good for you. Oh gosh, it's not that intense. We'll get to we'll get to to what that was, but um, but yeah, I'll start off and asking you if you would like to answer hers. What have you been watching? Oh, really? Flip the table on me. <laughs> All right, sir. Fine. Um, the first thing mm-hmm. was Rim of the World on Rim Netflix. The, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. How was that? Also known as. Um, Stranger Things, colon, but we're not as good. <laughs> the McGee directed Stranger Things. Was it really? It was directed by McGee. Oh, interesting. I, I haven't heard what... that name in a while. <laughs> For good reason. Ooh. I feel the last big thing he did was like Terminator Salvation. Oh, boy. Um, Which I don't really mind as a movie personally. Really? I Is that the one with... Uh... Christian Bale, The Meltdown? And who's the other person in it? Bryce Dallas Howard. Yeah, yeah, the meltdown. <laughs> that was a good time, though. <laughs> that was my favorite part of the movie and didn't even make it in the movie. <laughs> my favorite part of that movie is watching the movie to see, like, okay, where where does it happen? The and, fear in Bryce Dallas Howard's eyes. And I found it. You can, you can easily see it oh, in yeah. the movie. It's like a scene where... We've discussed it before. That's how much we enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs> I love that part so much. Because you know the, the tension in the room was real. You know why I didn't like that movie? It wasn't even necessarily the movie. It's like, whatever. Mm-hmm. But... The fact that they spoiled it in the fucking trailer. If, did they? I, yeah. Okay. They revealed that, uh, what's the guy's name? Sam Worthington. There we go. Uh, Generic dude 33. Yes. 2009, they, like, his big year. Yeah, they revealed that he was a Terminator or whatever, like in the preview. Like, why wouldn't you not reveal that? you dummies mm-hmm. and then show me in the movie and i'd be like oh wow i don't think i remember that from the trailer but it felt it obvious in the. it was definitely in the trailer because a lot of people are like what the fuck it's entirely possible yeah. <laughs> like i think i might have been avoiding trails i was so i was anticipating that movie very heavily yeah. so i was just like no I, it's gonna be great like finally and ultimately for me it was fine there, there are parts of that i really liked i like anton yelchin a lot um 
But oh yeah, I didn't like the movie was really focused on Sam Worthington. Screw that guy. Well, it's weird to have yet yeah, two like two main characters. Yeah, and then you're not spending a lot of time on either of them, and you're not sure where your loyalties are supposed to lie and shit, and it's just not planned out well. It's this is gonna sound like a rant from a crazy person, but I was promised a future war, <laughs> all right, and I wanted that. <laughs> With my boy Christian Bale as Lear. Please put away your maps of your bunker. I get it. I know you stocked up on like a lot of perish- non-perishables, but all these sweet potatoes <laughs> that I canned over three years are going to go to waste. Their meals ready to eat. That meal's not ready to eat. Um, wait, where were we? Oh, we were talking about Rim of the World. Oh, Rim of the World, right. <laughs> <laughs> Duh. <laughs> um, so the only reason I really watched it, A, because I don't have good taste in things, and B, because um, there is a cool, kick-ass looking little Asian girl in it, mm-hmm. who was indeed cool and kick-ass. Um, so it's about four kids. Um, m- two of them in particular are very annoying. <laughs> oh, God. Um and they go... What were their archetypes, the two annoying ones? So the first one, the main character, because of course the main character, no matter what, I, I'm waiting for the day when even though it's a quote like diverse cast, mm-hmm. the white kid is always the main kid. It's never one of the other kids. It's always the white one. Yeah, this is like your young, white, maybe kind of blondish, generic male lead. Mm-hmm. Okay. So he's he's young. He's very sweet and cute. Mm-hmm. But um, so he's the nerd. He's into NASA and he's just like the nerd archetype. Okay. Who gets dropped off at this summer camp. He's clearly an indoor kid mm-hmm. um, and is very uncomfortable. And then the three other ones are um, a black kid who um, like he's very wealthy and like dresses really, I guess, cool. Mm-hmm. I don't know what is cool anymore with the children so i'm probably not the best judge of that <laughs> but supposedly i'm assuming that whatever he's dressing is cool mm-hmm. um and then and he's kind of like loud and obnoxious and then there's this asian girl who just like gets off a plane from china i guess and things aren't really well explained in this film it feels very and ends up at the summer camp because she had a pamphlet about this place and she really wanted to go i don't jason and hmm. and she is like silent for much of it and then this other kid gabriel who um he he's kind of um tough guy with a heart of gold mm-hmm. but like he's actually like a good sweet kid i guess he's a little bit seemingly older or maybe just taller i associate height with age i don't know mm-hmm. um so it's like nerd rich kid badass girl and then just i guess tough guy with a heart of gold are the four stereotypes we're working with um and so they're all at this or three of them are at the summer camp then gabriel just kind of pops in and while they're kind of in the woods uh aliens there's aliens come in they invade no they knock on the door they're very I mean, they could have just kidding. showed up. I uh-huh. couldn't think of a word. <laughs> <laughs> yes, they do indeed invade. Mm-hmm. Um, and 
um but because they're higher up on the mountain the kids go down and all the everyone's gone they're on the rim of the world indeed <laughs> i get it mcg trickster <laughs> um and so they there's some mission i don't want to like spoil anything there's a mission that they have and they have to go and mm-hmm. get to uh, jpl jet propulsion laboratories it's in california okay um it's just very surface. There's nothing really there. Do they start off like, we're not friends, and then they become friends at the end? I mean, yeah. It feels very Power Rangers-y, the multicultural setup. Jason? And the alien threat they have to face. Jason? Yes. <laughs> it is very Power Rangers-y, minus the fun dinosaurs. So no dinosaurs, no martial arts on the kids' part. Correct. Just... Do they even do just this? the worst parts of the Power Rangers? Is what the you're multiculturalism, <laughs> boo, diversity, and aliens. Yeah, that's what you're getting. Which, huh. as I've mentioned in the past, that's not what I'm there for with the Power Rangers. I want to see my saber tooth tiger, my T Rex, and the pterodactyl mm-hmm. going for it. I don't care about the triceratops. The, the perfect combination of kaiju and robot. The dinosaurs. Come on, man. Of Power Rangers. Wait, I'm missing one. There's the tri- The Macedon, who's not a dinosaur. No, nor is a saber tooth tiger. No. Like, we're just going with it. Nor is. Is a ter- pterodactyl technically a dinosaur? I feel like it's not. I mean, it, it feels like it should be. It does. They all have feathers, really, except for the Macedon and saber tooth tiger. <laughs> but I feel like. Um, as the resident dinosaur expert, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure pterodactyls were not actually uh, classified scientifically as dinosaurs. Really? Just flying lizards, then, kind of? I don't remember. Birds. Mm. Okay. Early birds. <laughs> Getting those worms. Oh. I'm sorry, everybody. Uh, You're the rest of back here. It's <laughs> uh, been a dark time. <laughs> um. It does reference the kitchen scene in Jurassic Park, which I enjoy. Mm-hmm. A lot of movies do that, and it's great. Mm-hmm. Um, it also does like the thermal vision from Predator, which is fun. Interesting. There okay. are little references here and there, but overall, it's just kind of a surface thing. And I, I guess it's for kids, but maybe... Probably not. Yeah, I mean, like, the focus of it, like, do you think a kid would walk, like, a 12-year-old kid walking into this, boy or girl, would they enjoy it, watching it? Probably. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like there might be some adult things in there. I can't honestly remember. But um, I, I want to say it's for kids and as much as Stranger Things is for kids, where really adults kind of get more out of it than okay. the kids. Um, but, yeah, it's not. It wasn't great. Okay. If you're looking for just a light sci-fi romp sure i think that's what it's there for like it's summertime yeah like kids have a summer too that's exactly what it is it's a power rangers summer thing like 12 year olds out of school they have nothing to do like they may hang out at home and watch room of the world totally that's fine you know there are movies out there that i don't need to see and this feels like one of them indeed (laughs) is not jason You are okay. correct in your assessment. Like, uh, I mean, you know what? Maybe I'll check it out one day, but I doubt it. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, no. <laughs> I don't think I'm going to get all up into the Probably room of the world. Probably not worth it. Okay. But I, I mean, I was entertained for the most part. Mm-hmm. I saw something that was alien related recently as well. Mm, do tell. I finished season three of Colony 
Um, you know, I almost texted you because I saw that. That's with uh, Josh. Uh, it's with Sawyer from Lost. Yes, yeah, Sawyer from Lost. Because I saw that. Josh Holloway. Yeah. I just remember the hair. Who doesn't? It's great hair. It's amazing. He cut it, though. <gasps> um, he, he trimmed it down. It's uh, way more. So it's not that like flowy mushroom no. cut anymore? Uh-uh. I love a blonde flowy mushroom cut. Okay. He, doesn't he look... still looks good, though. <laughs> he doesn't look as griftery. And charming anymore. Oh, because he's a dad. He grew up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> he got off the island. He found a lady. He settled down. And then aliens invaded. What are you going to uh, do? Oh, poor guy. <laughs> Can't catch a break. Um, yeah, I almost texted you to be like, is this worth me watching? Because I thought I remembered you uh, mentioning that you watch it. Uh, the first season is very enticing. Okay. Um, the second season, um, it gets very muddled, I find. Mm-hmm. Um, the third season, it bounces back a little bit, actually. They change locations. It feels like the budget's changed, and oh. so did their needs. <laughs> um, instead budget, of being, like, So they got more or less? Maybe less, um, oh. because instead of being in like Los, Los Angeles filming, they're now like in the Seattle, quote-unquote, Vancouver area shooting, gotcha. which is notoriously famous for just being like a cheaper area mm-hmm. and more accommodating to film in, um, because there's a whole industry built around it that is you know, servicing to that while in LA it can get super expensive to shoot. But economics aside, um, I was very intrigued because in the first like scene of this new season, who's the main villain? Wayne Brady. And what? <laughs> That's amazing. And I was like, I could see him being really what? good at that. I was pretty chilled. I was like, okay, what's this new world that we're in right now? Um, but his character is actually pretty interesting. And to me, the, my favorite part of the season, um, it's, he's very layered and like, he's playing his own game and you're not sure I like that. if you can trust him or not. He's a real Loki. Yes. Um, and then there hits a point where it's, I don't want to spoil anything where it's just a change comes and you may have seen it coming, but it feels very satisfying okay. to hear what the actual truth behind that character is. Very cool. Um, but outside of that, it, there's they're doing so many leaps of logic. But what's and, the main plot? So the main plot is aliens come to Earth mm-hmm. and they beat us like in five minutes flat or something That's like that. That's right. But the whole thing is this has been planned for years. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, they've already like, you know, doing the subterfuge and like getting human allies on their side. Oh. You never really see the aliens or as they call them, hosts. Mm-hmm. Um, you see them like very briefly, like in like, you know, they're suits or whatever like mm-hmm. they're uh space suits kind of but for the most part it's like humans running the show on the ground um and it's all about the resistance fighting back against them and their technology and like trying to free humanity but the hard thing about it is like you don't see how what the end goal is they're mm-hmm. so outgunned and outmanned and just like technologically inferior to like you know these aliens it just feels like well how do you even plan to beat them like yeah. they, they literally have alien drones that will Blow you up in a second. Like, you're mist. Yeah. Red mist. Just blowing in the air. Like, without a second thought. But this third season reveals that actually these aliens are in a war with another set of aliens. Uh Uh-oh. And Earth is just going to be the battleground for it. Oh, no. Um, Take it outside, guys. It really does feel that way. But it adds another dynamic to, I feel like, extend the life of of the series. Yeah. But it is from those makers. One of the makers lost. Do you feel like they dropped any hints in the first two seasons about that being the case or did they just think of something new absolutely the not season? this is uh-huh. from our good friends at lost carlton cuse oh, so boy. it's all about obscuring like what the real threat is which just feels like a, a writing crutch sometimes on the yeah. show because it's like well we don't really know what our end goal is maybe kind of so we're yeah. going to just like you know 
keep it obscure and like keep it like hidden to like maybe expand on it later. Gotcha. And it'll change as we need to change, which is I guess fine, but you know, not but, ideal. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, watch for Wayne Brady. <laughs> That's all I can <laughs> say. And really, it's like a soft reboot on the show. Mm. You can jump into it in this third season oh, really? and just go straight on. Oh, okay. They kind of like give you a backstory as you go as far as like where they were and what they were doing. Um, I so I think I did start watching it. I forgot. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's one of those shows. Don't don't feel ashamed of that. <laughs> uh, the thing is, I feel like I've been burned so many times by um bad apocalypse shows. Uh, it's happened to me too. <laughs> it's happened to all of us. We've all been there. Oh, Jericho. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the show that I can't remember what it was even called with the power symbol yes! in the title. I don't know what it's called, but what are you talking about? <laughs> I made it through the first season. And it had, um, oh, it had Gus Fring in it. Giancarlo Esposito. Yep. yep. He was great. I saw him. I was like, I'd watch the show. He's in it. I didn't watch the show. I did watch the show, Jason. <laughs> I watched the first goddamn season. Mm-hmm. And then it gets to the end of that season. And I think they end it with, now, the whole crux of the show being they don't have electricity right. anymore. They go to, like, the attic of some house. And someone has hooked up a radio. So, like shit's working mm-hmm. and i was just like what <laughs> hey everyone on this show fuck you <laughs> like you Were can't you mad at that? yes <laughs> you gave me this whole thing mm-hmm. all like 10 episodes or whatever like don't undermine your premise like so quickly but i mean it's like someone might have power out there how do they have power more mystery don't give me jazz hands and think that that's going to like make me think anything better of this show. Also, there was a girl on it. I remember the name. Revo- Revolution. Yes! <laughs> and the O, the o was, a, was a power button symbol. I don't even remember, but I think so. <laughs> but this girl ran around, and it's like hot out. You can tell she never put her hair up, and it makes me crazy. <laughs> put your long-ass hair up. You're running around in the woods. I think I've mentioned to you before, if ever I woke up and I had your hair, I'd lose my mind. I would cry. (laughs) (laughs) I wouldn't know what to do. I'd be so scared. (laughs) You've never told me this. (laughs) Listen, I've known you for 14 years. You've never mentioned that to me. I've thought about this many times. (laughs) (laughs) I wouldn't know what to do in the morning. Like, would showering take forever? Yeah. What is the world like now? Well, I recently discovered dry shampoo. Mm-hmm. It took me like 31 years to discover dry shampoo, and it's a game changer. Is it a step back? or step- Did we use to dry shampoo as a, as a I don't know. society? I don't think so. Okay. Because it's chemicals and stuff. It's not like we can put like gravel in our hair and be like, oh, it's clean again. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what Neanderthals did. I thought it was like charcoal or something. I don't know. Charcoal seems to be making a comeback. Also, <laughs> people brushing their teeth and shit. Like, come on, or charcoal masks. Mm-hmm. Mm. <laughs> I think there's some genius out there, some genius idiot, who somehow was like, "We're gonna tell these people to put fucking dirt on their Sitting faces." Sitting on a mountain of charcoal. How do I get rid of this? <laughs> <laughs> so we inherited a charcoal mine. They just watched 101 Dalmatians and saw the puppies covered in it. We're like, "This is amazing. <laughs> Exfoliation." <laughs> Um, I mean, I do. I have a lot of hair. Mm-hmm. It's thick. There's a lot of it. Mm-hmm. it. 
the upkeep is like a definite part of my life. It would drive me mad. Thanks, Jason. <laughs> it's amazing hair and it looks great. <laughs> Thank you. But it's just, I wouldn't know what to do. That's <laughs> no why one... I've cut it all off three times in my life. <laughs> I'm just like, I can't. Summer comes around, it gets so big, and I just lose my mind and cut it all off. And then three months later, I'm just like, why didn't I do this? <laughs> and I really regret everything. So, <laughs> your sentiments, um, though, not hurtful, because, like, I keep it looking good. Yes. But, like, I get it. <laughs> also, it'd be hilarious if one day <laughs> you did wake up with my hair. Why can't that Freaky Friday exist? <laughs> <laughs> you wake up with luxurious Asian lady hair? <laughs> no! But also, ooh. <laughs> it's so voluminous. <laughs> oh, man. I'm going to let my hair grow real long one day, and then I'll cut off a significant chunk of it, <laughs> make it into a wig, and then put it on you so you wake it up, wake up with it in the morning. Ooh, I'm going to start working on this now. Can't wait. Anywho, what were we talking about again? Um, we were talking about I'm not doing Revolution well and the girl running around, and her hair was up. I have a real issue with this in movies. Mm-hmm. And TV in general, because they, I don't know if it's a, they want women to appear like, quote, like more feminine or something, and they don't if they have their hair up, Mm -hmm. but women never have their hair up in movies. And I guarantee if you ask any woman with even remotely long hair, if they're going to be like running around in like an action movie or something, the first thing you're going to do is be like, where's my hair tie? Got to put up my hair. Because it obscures my field of vision when it's all in my face. Mm-hmm. It makes 100% sense. Like for, I know. And in a situation where someone's like, a, in this future apocalypse, a soldier of some kind, I imagine. Like, why would you, it feels like a detriment to have your hair that long. Yes. Or to not to, in a style that is yes. contained. Indeed. It's madness. But maybe in this future without, you know. Well, no, you don't need, you just need scissors. I was going to say, well, the electric clippers, no. Idiot. <clears throat> Excuse me, just just scissors. A sharp samurai blade. <laughs> anything. Anything. I want a new feminine film to come out, feminist film to come out that's just like women with their hair up. That's what I want. <laughs> It'll be a subtle I don't know, thing about feminism. Like, yeah, we're ladies and we can wear our hair up and we're still ladies. It's not allowed. It's expected just to be able to just put your hair up yeah <laughs> oh makes me crazy anyways mm-hmm. um yep again i forgot what we were talking about <laughs> we were just talking about post-apocalypses i had watched colony and you had mentioned That's right um, <laughs> okay so i will watch it for wayne brady Season three. Season three. I I do think you can jump in and start watching from there because i think i watched like 10 or 15 minutes mm-hmm. and josh handsome face was going to try to get his son because they took his son? Yeah, they took his son. Yeah. Someone's son's all getting taken. <laughs> <laughs> like, for real. It happens like four times on the show. <laughs> He's got like three kids. Uh. Yeah. Okay. Maybe I'll look into it. I'll see. But what else have you been watching? Oh. um, So I've watched the first season of a British show called Marcella. Marcella. Would you like to guess what Marcella is about? Here we go. Okay. <laughs> so, in a small little town in England, mm-hmm. they're a little mad that Coachella. 
is all the rage in the U.S. And they think to themselves, we want a fine, nice little festival. We deserve it. We earned it as this community of farmers. So therefore, they go about setting up their own music festival. And it takes place in March. It takes place in March. All right. Um, Marcella. All right. And they get bands like Oasis to settle their differences oh. and perform again. It is just a cavalcade of British pop stars performing uh, at this small little town. Amazing. That is what Marcella is. And I'll accept no other answer. You're very close. Really? It's about a lady detective. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Who, uh, she, I was just kidding. It's not close at all. <laughs> um, about a lady detective who quit the force to raise her kids, but then her husband leaves her Ooh. and she's like, what the fuck? And she goes back to work. Um, she also has been having uh, like memory blackouts where like after like a couple hours will pass and things will happen and she won't be able to remember them or she'll only remember like little bits. Okay, that's mm-hmm. a little scary, personally, if I had to imagine myself in that situation. Yes, I never heard of this actual medical phenomenon. I mm-hmm. don't think it exists, but that's fine. Um, so the woman that her husband is having an affair with ends up being murdered. Uh-oh. Oh. Yeah. Um, and then there are a series of murders, and so she's trying to deal with... Um, she might have taken part in this. Because of her memory sure. blackouts, mm-hmm. she can't account for her time. Indeed. So now she has to solve the mystery of like where was she in this time that this woman was killed? And also find the killer. Yes. Okay. Um, one of the guys in it is um, Harry Lloyd, who is Viserys Targaryen in Game of Thrones. Oh, wow. He looks much better without the blonde hair. I think everyone does without that silly wig. It those wigs were bad mm-hmm. for a show that had so much money. I'm Oof. sure Megan has many opinions of the wigs of that show. <laughs> <laughs> True. Um, he plays uh, the woman's stepbrother, the woman who got killed. Her, he's her stepbrother. Okay. Um, All playing somebody's brother. All right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so there's there's a lot of players in it, and. Um, Stepbrother, I'm seeing some incest route going here. I again, he's just oh no, Viser. Okay, then I was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> um, so they keep on introducing people, kind mm-hmm. of. Oh, this might be a spoiler, but it's not like you're gonna watch it. Um, they keep on introducing people, somewhat as kind of red herrings a little bit. Um, and it was confusing for me because I've discovered recently that I have uh, white man blindness. <laughs> Go on about this rare medical condition. (laughs) (laughs) What show can we craft around this one? (laughs) Self-diagnosed, but also Megan agrees. I just, like, I know there'll be two different guys. Mm -hmm. It might just be that I don't care enough, but, like, they just are all the same to me. (laughs) What white man did you confuse for another white man? Um, Most of them on the show. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, oh, because they're just like popping it out. Mm-hmm. Like, who are you? And what did you do? Oh, boy. <laughs> I don't. I was confused for a very long time. And I just. <laughs> just imagine you being in this town. All right. You have to differentiate yourselves. You, grow a mustache. You, so Wear much. a hat. <laughs> you got like an eye patch or something like that? I need to, to be able to distinguish here. It's like Guy number two. four. 
You have a limp now. <laughs> I just... Limpy Joe and Half-Face McGee, how are you today? <laughs> See, I know you Half-Face, don't you dare try to force a limp. <laughs> oh. I hurt my toe gardening. You walk like a goddamn man. <laughs> <laughs> the number of guys have been like, Megan, it looks like this guy. And she, she'll Google and be like, no, it doesn't. <laughs> and it doesn't. She's 100% right. It doesn't. I just, they're all the same. They have the general same hair color, like build... <laughs> Like, like if they're just skinny, tall, like guys with brown hair, I'm done. I can imagine Megan's face pulling out from behind a computer, just like very, just like sadly, like shaking her head, no, like honey, the conditions no. worsening. <laughs> <laughs> it's bad. It happens at work. I'm just they hired like a couple new copywriters, mm-hmm. and they're all like 25, five foot eight, and generally the same like hair color and glasses i'm mm. just like i don't know you're all mike to me <laughs> i don't know if even one of their names is mike i'm going with it get one of the mics in here i need to, <laughs> to talk to just write a fucking sentence mike <laughs> my name's evan i don't care <laughs> write it god um it's a condition that's uh been worsening <laughs> <laughs> so it was a confusing show for a minute mm-hmm. for me um and really the main character marcella she's difficult to like is marcella her first name or last name it's her first name okay um and it made me think of you <laughs> that sounds bad <laughs> in that you've watched other shows where you've been like the main character is difficult to like because they kind of self-sabotage a lot mm-hmm. it and sounds very luther like the way you describe it is it. the same kind of tone and feel i would mm-hmm. say um so yes, they might both be on the BBC or whatever on the same channel mm-hmm. um, in the UK, but it's good. It, it's just tough because she does self-sabotage a lot. And you want to be like, girl, just get out of your own way. Like self-sabotage in terms of like relationships or more like her own job that she's like messing up or is um, it like tied together both, sort of? Yeah, it's tied together a bit, but like, you know, you shouldn't like... Like, don't pick this fight right now. Yeah, like, you know you shouldn't be going and talking to the suspect, but you're of course you're going to go, and you're going to talk to the suspect, and you're going to get in trouble, and you're going to do a dumb thing. Mm-hmm. And, like, she's good at her job, but, like, she breaks a lot of rules and stuff, and it's very frustrating. I feel for her captain, because it's... I'm just like, girl! <laughs> give me your badge and your gun! <laughs> well, not your gun. Like, whatever. it's England, we don't have yeah, them. Yeah, like, all right, well, you're stick whatever you got <laughs> give it to me you're making me crazy um and w- the woman who plays her captain is um also in killing eve oh do you watch killing eve i have not but i'm surprised it's second season is almost over it's done the show just started <laughs> right i think it's like uh six or eight episodes a season but like killing eve when we had first talked about it mm-hmm. like it legitimately like ended and then two weeks later Sandra O oh wins an Emmy and then <laughs> all of a sudden we're at the end of season two again? I think the first time we talked about it, I had just, the first season had been out for a while. Mm-hmm. It's just that I got onto it late. Okay. I got onto it right, I watched the first season right before the second one was about to premiere. But I feel like when you started talking about it, it was when I first started seeing ads on like Hulu and stuff like that for Killing Eve. Probably because the computers are listening to us and just popping shit up there. Entirely possible. <laughs> Um, so yeah, the second, the second season pretty much started and ended same as Game of Thrones at the, like the same time. Ooh. The, their last episode was the week after Game of Thrones. Okay. Last episode. Um, 
so she was in there it's it's an interesting show and even though i find her frustrating i liked the whole cast Mm -hmm. and um i want to know the mystery so i kept watching um there's a second season Though I find this woman, old Marchy, a little exhausting, I think I still want to watch the second season because I like the mystery and they still haven't necessarily solved her blackout situation. I'm, so. I'm, for some reason, I'm just curious about like just the non-cop parts of her life. Like what's her relationship like with her kids? Like, you know. Just wait till we get off mic and I'll tell you all about <laughs> it. I'll reenact the whole thing for you, Jason. I am excited. Be prepared for me to reenact the same white guys over and over because i don't know <laughs> and then i don't know Brian? derek walks in <laughs> and derek is doing those faces you know how derek's are i'll just give my characters a limp and whatnot <laughs> like oh limpy joe got it <laughs> um you didn't tell me steve with a lisp was in it yeah <laughs> um that's so- faith character actor <laughs> um so it was good i like the mystery of it um i would recommend it if you like uh crime shows okay marcella not to be confused with a fashion brand of a similar name marcella there's a fashion brand yes called marcella yes oh oh i only heard it in rap songs i'm sitting here (laughs) in a pair of my mom's old sweatpants and a t-shirt from h&m with a hole in it so i'm probably not the one who would know What else you got? Um, what else I have here? Oh, I had a bit of a wild weekend with Ooh. an E. Um, I saw two Olivia Wilde joints. Um, one she directed, one she started. Oh, wild with an E, I got it. Yes. It took me a real <laughs> second there. Gotcha. Okay. Me too. Uh, well, I'm, I a watched... mo- I'm a monster and everyone knows that. <laughs> well, wait. Uh, did you see Booksmart? I did. You saw Booksmart? Yay. Um, I really liked it. I greatly enjoyed it. It might be, I think it's my favorite movie of the year. Wow, okay. Favorite movie I've seen in a really long time. Mm-hmm. Um, I will just say before we, like, we get into like you know the plot and all that stuff, mm-hmm. I guess spoilers because oh, we're going to talk about it fully. Big time spoilers. Um, but just visually, the movie looked really cool. It looked like, great. Love you wild. Are you a visual director? What's going <laughs> I'm very excited. How could she not be? Have you seen those eyeballs? They can see colors we haven't even imagined yet. Um, no, like there, there were sequences in the movie. Um, Two spring to mind. One when um one of the main characters I forget her name. I have Molly her name. Mo- Amy. Uh, Molly, I believe, is uh, no Amy when she is in the pool swimming. Yeah, and it's just gorgeous. Like the color choices that are used there, like you know the blues of the water, and just like you know the speed of the camera, and just like you know the the scenery of like just legs mm-hmm. in water and just sort of, like swimming through them and all that stuff. It was gorgeous. The pace is slowed down, and yeah. it feels like yes, it's the pace of how you're slower when you're in the water and stuff. Yeah, the music choices are really strong and really good. And even especially to like, yes, I agree. I never noticed music and the music was great. And also you notice when there isn't music. Right. Like it is very much like a soundtrack to like the evening. Like, you know, you have a playlist, you're going out with your friends Mm -hmm. and also like that. You had that feeling Mm -hmm. throughout the movie. Um, um, Yeah. And also another scene that was like just visually great Mm -hmm. was when they are in the car going to graduation and they are like, you know, um, listening to... um, run the jewels and they are just in a camaro just like yeah. whipping it around it's like <laughs> yeah 
yeah. I'm just like clapping my hands like, fuck yeah, that's cool looking. And they are just enjoying themselves. And like all you hear is the music and the screeching of the tires. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, they drown all of the, all, all, all the, all of the other sounds. And it's just like very cool work, Olivia Wilde. Um, the um, like Barbie doll scene. That threw me off. <laughs> oh, that was like fucking amazing. Mm-hmm. I loved it. They take some drugs and um, they're just tripping hardcore and they both uh, think that they are Barbie dolls. And so it's all like stop motion mm-hmm. and they're hilarious. And then <laughs> when they walk out of the house <laughs> and they're still tripping and everyone else is normal, but they're walking as if they're Barbie dolls and their <laughs> like, legs can't bend. Mm-hmm. It was amazing. I just, I loved this movie so much. Um, one, I guess to explain the plot of the film, because oh, we just yes, like, sorry. wonder what we liked about it so much. Um, Booksmart, it is about two uh, young women, high achievers uh, in their high school class. Um, you know, they're getting to the colleges they want to go to or doing the programs they want to do. Um, and in order to get to that point, they sacrifice basically having social lives. But what they find out on virtually the last day of class is that all of their peers are also going to amazing schools and having great opportunities and they partied the whole time through. Mm-hmm. And to make up for this, they decide we're going to have a good fucking time. And tonight. they are the best of friends. Yes. Yeah. Like I, I compare this movie in my head to super bad because it is a very close comparison. I think very depend, uh, like a codependent. Yes. It's yes. as far as the friendship and like the love they have for each other totally. down to like, you know, the comfortability of like the one they meet in the morning. Mm-hmm. I just like had the parallel in my oh, head I love it so of much. just like the jokes they're throwing at each other. It's like, these are sisters I'm looking at mm-hmm. where like, you know, super bad. I'm looking like at two brothers talk yeah. or something like that. Um, but yeah, the whole goal of the evening is to go to this party and like have a good time and to, to get with their crushes that they've had, you know, through their high school careers. Um, and but not in a gross way. No, not and yeah. Just in a like, they don't even like want to like hook up or anything. It's just to kind of like finally have a decent interaction with yeah. them. Yeah, <laughs> like I just want to have like a good experience with I this want person. Them to even notice that I'm here, right? Would be amazing, and then anything else would be great. But because they're yeah. both acting on feelings that they weren't acknowledging really right. in their careers, there they kind of just like stuffed down. Stuff to be like, no, nah, they wouldn't be into me, or like, yeah. no, I'm class president. I'm not going to talk to that clown. Mm-hmm. And then just like after getting over that, they're like, yeah, it'd be kind of fun to actually hang out with this person. Also, I like that they weren't uh, the other students were not stereotypes of like, well, I'm just the one dimensional jock. I'm a moron. Mm-hmm. I don't do well in school, blah, blah, blah. I'm not just a hot girl who is not smart and is really shallow. Like, they are more like the kids that I went to high school with where they were popular. They were also, some of them are really athletic and really smart. And mm-hmm. it's just very rarely do you have someone who is just, I mean, you never do. But in school, I don't know anyone who just fit like one single profile mm-hmm. that's all they were and people can be more than one thing yeah. people are multifaceted mm-hmm. um but i love the amount of new faces that you saw in this movie like oh, people yeah. that like i hadn't seen in things or maybe i saw like one or two things mm-hmm. um they have some really great veterans in this movie like um uh will forte yes um I, anytime he pops in on something <laughs> it's just the best he's so funny uh and lisa kudrow mm-hmm. uh, and they play a couple and they're hilarious together. People like Jessica Williams showing up, mm-hmm. who was excellent. And her, great. her role as, like, you know, their teacher played it perfectly. Yep. As, like, I'm young and I'm hip. but you like totally see her as the cool teacher. Oh, absolutely. Um, Mike O'Brien. Mike O'Brien. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
gosh, and who else was there? Um, oh, um, Jason Sudeikis mm-hmm. um, playing their principal mm-hmm. slash their Uber driver. Yes. Um, yeah, their their odyssey through the night was very fun to see. Yeah. Um, and yeah, the what was one thing that I? Uh, oh, the chemistry that they had with their crushes. It was super nice. Like, it was very sweet. I just really like, I hope it works out. <laughs> and again, like, it seemed very realistic. Yes. Like, yes, it all did. Of, I mean, they, it has a good combo of silliness and reality, whereas, you know, 90% of it is set in reality. But there's then there's a character like Gigi who keeps on popping up everywhere and yes, doesn't make any sense. This but... Rasputin character <laughs> that can't die. But... I'm okay with it, even though it's silly and mm-hmm. it doesn't. It's not a realistic thing, right? I'll, the rest of it's so good, and it's just a fun comedic thing. I'll take it. Um, and the friendship between the girls is so great and feels so authentic. And just me compliment like fr- girls complimenting each other mm-hmm. like crazy is definitely something that I do with my friends. I love when they dress in their outfits yeah. and they're like, who the fuck is this? Like you who look so gave you good. permission to look that fucking amazing. <laughs> like, like I definitely with our mutual friend, Rachel, I'm just like, you are a princess. You are a <laughs> goddess. You are the sun to my moon. Like, yes, them topping each other was fantastic. And that's what a lot of women do do who are close friends for each other because who else is going to do that Mm -hmm. no one is society and advertising they want women to feel bad about themselves so the best way to feel good about yourself is for your friends to be like yes you are amazing i think particularly for women it's a thing i don't know if it's a more recent thing but like i find myself more and more doing it with my female friends also like as i get older it's Mm -hmm. just like yeah fuck it you're amazing and you should know it because within the context of a friendship, like, it is just purely complimentary. Mm-hmm. There's no other loaded thing behind that. Yeah. It is just, you're looking fucking great today. Yeah. <laughs> totally. And, like, yeah, it, 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 I think, should be considered, like, a new classic insofar oh, as, like, the, the hall of, like, you know, teen comedies. Mm-hmm. Like, this definitely sits up there. Or even just, just comedies. Yeah. This, I think, ha- this, to me, has that super bad energy of, like, okay, this is, like, totally this uh book smart is going to be one of the best comedies in 10 years oh yeah like for the next 10 years it's like this is a standard i hope you hit it <laughs> absolutely like yeah i like that it was i don't know as a guy maybe you feel differently but it is important that it's a female friendship but i think anyone with a close best friend would be able to relate to it oh absolutely i think so if you have like solid good friendships in your life and like you see this movie you think of your friends um yeah it's i i I can't think of something else that was made with this care Mm. this kind of care so recently and like when you say it's like one of the year's best as i'm talking about it more and more i feel that way too like for 2019 it's like as far as comedies go as far as as movies go like this is really good and comedies are hard when it comes to making them as movies like Mm -hmm. giving them actually like the laughs per minute was pretty consistent with this yeah that's really difficult to do and have it be smart and have the ending And and sensitive and have heart to it um and be realistic and wrap it up ending comedies is very difficult it seems often. i love the way they ended this the ending was great and i feel like with comedies they often like the first and second acts are great and then they kind of lose themselves a little bit in the mm-hmm. third one like this was strong throughout you immediately like know the characters and you like them it was just i think 
Um, this is my favorite comedy of ever. <laughs> Just because it was so funny and also so relatable on mm-hmm. like a very personal level. But also I think a lot of people would be, find it relatable. Yeah. I was... I didn't expect i thought it would be one of those films where the best parts were in the trailer and so i was kind of preparing comedies have a hard job when it comes to trailers so difficult and so i was kind of expecting to be disappointed Mm -hmm. um but i was so i was thrilled at how wrong i was because like i don't know for other movies like an action film you can show an explosion and Mm -hmm. in the film show me how you got to that explosion absolutely like for a comedy you can't just give me a punchline yeah. you can't just be bananas it's like right. well what how what's the joke like for me know, to come to see this movie Jason. i know <laughs> who doesn't love them all right they're <laughs> oblong yellow what's that about they have a shell that you can peel um but yeah i think comedies have like a big mountain to climb in that sense they really and do. also i don't think this movie made money its opening weekend it made like eight million its first weekend nice but it came out against like aladdin and Godzilla. And Godzilla. And like that's a huge order. It's just like, well, you can't. It's immediately guaranteed you can't come in number one. Mm. You can't even come in number three. Like, and that sucks. And I don't think, and people don't go to see comedies like that in no. theaters. People are happy at this point in time to wait for Netflix, to mm-hmm. wait for HBO, to just wait at home. And when you don't go to see movies like this, they don't, they don't make movies like right. this. Like, it's just, it's support the things you like (laughs) Like, if you like something if you want to see more of it if you want to see more things like it if you want to see a woman director one first time woman director who definitely has experience in business amazing job yeah it was written by four women like yes yes to all of these things and if you support these things and you like comedy so good Go and see this movie. Yeah, I've been recommending it to everybody I see. I was recommending it before I even saw. I was like, "It's gonna be good." <laughs> I'm I'm pretty excited for this movie. <laughs> like I saw this before I saw like John Wick three or like you know like uh, or Godzilla like these other big huge temple movies. Mm. They're gonna be there. Yeah, but this this doesn't happen all the time. Mm-mm. It's rare. Like you don't get this movie all the time, and because of its performance at the time that it came out, I'm scared that you won't see something like this for a long time to come. I feel like there's enough both critical and audience praise for it that hopefully more things like it will be made. I hope so. Because it seems like it's getting great reviews all around, which is awesome. And it also seems like Rotten Tomatoes, and I am also absolutely culpable of this, of like, if I see a Rotten Tomato score... I automatically am like, ooh, if it's low, I'm going to be like, oh, it's probably not very good. I ignore Rotten Tomatoes scores. I try to, but if you even like go on to like Fandango to buy tickets, it'll pop it's up. Just it's just like, there. son of a bitch, like, I didn't want to see that. Because mm-hmm. I, I, will, I will go in with a different expectation based on that. Mm-hmm. We're a society now that loves ratings, like oh, Amazon ratings, Rotten Tomato ratings. Absolutely. <laughs> like they absolutely can make or break your feelings totally. about something regardless of like you know your actual experience with it before you even get there so for better or for worse i think this does have an excellent rating on stuff like that mm-hmm. so hopefully it'll do well i hope so and continue to like you know in those 90 to 120 days after a movie comes out when it hits like dvd or streaming or whatever mm. i hope that you know this will have a good life in that space i would totally buy this Oh, I was ready. Yeah. I wasn't sure if you'd get a chance to see it, so I was totally ready to see it again with you. <laughs> like, Jason, we're going to this movie. Uh, it, I, it's how I spent my Memorial Day. Nice. It's like, you know what? I want to take this a little bit of time for me. 
I want to go see something that I've been looking forward to for quite some time. Nice. So yeah. Um, but yes, we both saw it and both loved it. Mm. I'm very happy about that. We also, did you see Godzilla? I did not see Godzilla. Oh, okay. Uh, but you did. I did. How did you feel about it? Um. <laughs> oh, no. 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 <laughs> no. <laughs> Why, Godzilla? <laughs> Why you pick me again? Go <laughs> <Gojira. laughs> Um. The the story in the first one, the first one being the the twenty fourteen's Godzilla. Yeah, who was in that? Brian Cranston, um, Elizabeth Olsen, Aaron Taylor Johnson. I knew it was him, but I thought was he in this one? I thought the name that came up in my head was Channing Tatum. Because now wait a minute, all right, white guy blindness. Channing Tatum is a buff swan, and Aaron Taylor Johnson is a dude hey now <laughs> hey now if i had to choose one of them mm-hmm. i guess it depends on what i'm choosing for <laughs> just purely sleeping with them like going atj all day long all right okay if i want to have a fun time doing dumb shit sure i'll take Ch- channing tatum mm-hmm. but i just don't people find him very this is not a. Uh, a knock on him as if he would even care mm-hmm. but i don't find him to be particularly good looking oh, and some people are, like really are like into him mm-hmm. and i just don't see it he just looks like kind of a you know average white guy he seems but maybe this is part of my disease <laughs> <laughs> she's in stage three now <laughs> <laughs> but I'm sorry. We diverged. Godzilla. Sorry, Godzilla. Mm-hmm. ATJ is not in it. Not in it. Okay. Um, who is in it? I had to again. I always want to call him Ron. Who's the guy in Office Space? Office Space. Oh, Ron Livingston? I get Ron Livingston and um, Kyle Chandler mixed Totally up. fair. They do look alike. <laughs> You're not wrong there. All right, there may be hope for this disease. Yes, <laughs> they have similar haircuts too. They it's do like the same kind of dad cut, and it's like a dark, dark black yep. hair. Like they don't age. No, <laughs> they've looked the same for the yeah. last twenty years. So I totally get the confusion there. Okay, cool. Don't feel bad about it. Thank you, thank you. Um, there are a lot of people in this movie. Mm-hmm. Vera Farmiga, oh, Millie Bobby Brown. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, Millie Bobby Brown, Thomas Middleditch. Thomas, okay. Kyle Chandler, slash Ron Livingston. Ken Watanabe. Yes. Sally Hawkins, Charles Dance, Bradley Whitford, and new husband O'Shea Jackson Jr. <laughs> <laughs> also, Trevor Noah. Ooh, Trevor. Trevor. Noah? Is Trevor Noah, or is he playing oh, a character? Oh, no. He's, I just meant that he's on my husband's list, oh, not that he's in the okay. movie. <laughs> if he was in this movie, it would have a much higher uh, rating for me, because <laughs> I love him. <laughs> um, so, the plot in the first one, I think, is much more straightforward. This one is a lot more convoluted, and it kind of reminded me of um, really, like, particularly bad like James Bond type of movies or like Mission Impossible type of things where like they're they're just action movies but the plots are all over the place and they're running around and there's some kind of uh, technology that's not real and mm-hmm. it's silly but they have to get it some um, MacGuffin of some kind you know, 
Wait, what's a MacGuffin? It's like a device that like the entire plot is based around that doesn't Ye- actually exist. Or it Jason, just... that is exactly what this is. Oh, really? Yep. And I don't... I left the movie, and I left. I went to it with a very smart friend of mine. She has a PhD in a science thing, she, like engineering. And I was, I was like, "Hope it was nuclear physics. Like that'd be amazing." She knows how Godzilla works inside. No, I think it's like genetic engineering or something. She knows how Godzilla works inside. She's super smart. And That's I was awesome. Like, Zen, how does that machine work? And she was like, "I don't know." And I was like, "Okay, cool. You're much smarter than me. That makes me feel better." Um, yeah, it just, it's a convoluted plot that can be somewhat annoying at times and like character motivation stuff. I'm just like, what are you doing? Um, she kind of reminded me of Marcella. I just want to be like, Vera, get it together, girl. Okay. Um, yeah. When it comes to monster fights, great. Okay. More monster fighting than in the first one. Um, you got because they're all here in this one, right? Like all the big Godzilla monsters. Yes, you got your Rodan, yeah. your Ghidorah, yeah. your Mothra, yeah. um, <laughs> a mammoth thing. All right, <laughs> some other one that looked like a spider thing. Okay, uh, I think there were some others, but I can't remember. All right, um, because they're happening all over the world. Some were closer than others. Mm-hmm. Um, they're in cities that no one gives a shit about. That's probably rude of me to say. Like City Z is under attack. City Q like is literally like somewhere in Colorado. Oh, really? They're just like popping up in like places. All over the place. Okay. Duh. Aspen is done for. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck with your tourism in- industry now. <laughs> um, the main thing takes place in Boston. Really. Just a lot of disappointed bros. Okay. So. I wish I did last night. This fucking Godzilla guy is fucking <laughs> everything up. <laughs> Just a bunch of bros like hitting their ankles with the baseball bat. <laughs> um, so. Stay out of Southie. <laughs> um, so the plot is convoluted, which is frustrating. It does look great. The monster fighting is really fun. Mm-hmm. Um, it's two hours and 15 minutes and you feel like it's two hours and 15 minutes like oh. it almost feels longer than that oh okay i found myself being like oh my god mm-hmm. we're still going with this um so it was fun but i don't know that i would necessarily go to see it again maybe oh. um i might see it like i can see where it lends itself to 3d mm-hmm. it might be interesting to see it in 3d um, but it is what you think it is. It's a, it's a sh- shitty plot, but it's a monster movie and you get to watch the monsters fight. Okay. Now I feel like this is not a spoiler, but I mean, if you, if anyone out there cares, mm. if I had like a minute, <laughs> but they do tease, uh, Kong versus yes. Godzilla, right? Cause yes. they said that before the movie even came out. Right. So they're doing the monster verse thing. Yes. Okay. Uh, I can't remember. There's a, they're doing the, and they have been doing this with the other movies, like a post-credit scene. Um, they mention Skull Island because they have one of those classic, like, big-ass government screens that's mm-hmm. a map of the world, and it shows, like, little, like, blinking dots where all the mm-hmm. monsters are. Because, yeah, I want that technology. <laughs> um, and they mention 
Skull Island is in there. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was, it was exactly what you think it is. Nah, take it or leave it. Okay, big summer blockbuster monster yes. fight movie. Um, I guess one of the portions of that movie I really care about is uh, Ken Watanabe. Mm-hmm. I really like him as an actor. Me too. I feel he doesn't get to do anything. Yeah. <laughs> anymore, it felt yeah. like you know his time was like 2009, about 2011. There, I don't know why. Like he's, I find him to be a very enjoyable actor. He's I think one he's, of my favorite parts of the movie. He's charming as hell. Yeah. <laughs> like, he's got great cheekbones. He's a handsome fellow. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, um, speaking of, um, I watched Inception again recently. Mm. Um. I've not seen it in many years, actually. Yeah. I've not seen it maybe since it came out. It's been almost 10 years or something like that since it wow. first came out. But, um, yeah, I looked at it from a different perspective at this point. There are things I was seeing there that I didn't see before. Oh, like what? Um, for instance, um, Tom Hardy and Joseph Gordon-Levitt, they're, like, friendly, like, banter back and forth. I guess I didn't pick up, like, how fun it was and, like, oh, how yeah. much they, like, shit on each other throughout the movie. Mo- mm. Mainly Tom Hardy shitting on Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Oh, yeah. Like, he's small-minded fool. <laughs> like, <laughs> I... I remember liking that relationship, but I can't remember now, like, yeah, the actual, like, lines and stuff. But mm-hmm. I do remember Tom Hardy's character because he looks good in that movie with his <laughs> fancy suits. Everyone's well-dressed. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but Tom Hardy looks good in that movie. Ugh. And he gets to use his real accent. Mm-hmm. It is also just guys shooting guns is automatically ups their attraction level. <laughs> I like. I don't know why. I wish it wasn't the case. Gosh, and guns not... and suits in particular. Oh my god, <laughs> a suit or a uniform, but particularly a suit. I'm just like, oh, you're powerful, but you're also controlled and probably make a lot of money. And oh my god, what? What? Like, you're like a man who shoots a gun, but also clearly you have a good tailor. Like that's a multi-dimensional man that I want in my life. <laughs> Preferably if he looks like Tom Hardy. <laughs> he knows his tailor by his first name. Oh, yeah. Charles. <laughs> He's given tea while he waits. Yeah. <laughs> oh, love it. Um, but no, um, I was looking at it. I mean, the movie, uh, something that I didn't realize before or something that I didn't look at before, but from Killian Murphy's perspective, um, yeah, the movie can be looked at from his perspective, too. He's, in a way, a protagonist as well. Like, he has to be taken on this journey of change and discovery and growth that he never even asked to be take on, taken on, and they do it for him, kind of. Um, because at the same time, like, you know, while Leo is dealing with the death of his wife and moving on from that, he's also dealing with the death of his dad and, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. trying to figure out who am I and what do I do next? Mm-hmm. And, like, I was like, oh, I didn't notice that before. I didn't realize that he was being taken down that path and guided on that journey, too. So it was like, oh, interesting. Um so yeah, like in, in rewatching it, I was seeing things I didn't see before. Um and yeah, it holds up, it's great. It's still a lot of fun. You oh, still you still film. feel for all those characters, you know what happens at the end of it, but it's still an enjoyable roller coaster ride. That beautiful, mysterious Marianne Cotillard. <laughs> she's so good in that movie, and mm-hmm. you're just like, I know you're a little nutball, but also like he did this to you. And you seem evil, but, like, I feel bad for you. And, and you're like, also just a memory of his, of what he thinks, how you would feel. She really messes with your emotions. Yeah. Um, and all this, like, guilt and survivor's guilt and all oh, this stuff yeah. that's pent up there. There's so much in that character, in her sultry eyes. Mm-hmm. Love it. Like, watching it as someone that 
personally went through like a loss, mm. I like, resonated a lot more with the movie than I thought I did. Oh, yeah. So I was like, oh, that makes sense. there are things here I'm seeing that I did not see before. Um, but yeah, Inception. Really good. Still good. <laughs> I feel like it's still on TV like relatively often. Every now and then. It was on HBO. I saw it through that. And it was like, this is leaving this month. Like, shit, let me <laughs> get on top of that. Slow down, HBO. <laughs> Come on. God, this is the first. It's getting out of here. You want to watch it if you, or not. Um, but yeah. Nice. I also um, ended up rewatching. It was on TV um, related to Godzilla, uh, Kong Skull Island. Oh, you watch it again? It's just a fun ass movie. It's still fucking good. <laughs> oh my god, it's just so fun. Mm-hmm. Samuel L. Jackson just watching him deteriorate rapidly. He he did the most acting in that movie that he's done in <laughs> years. <laughs> Um, I don't know what it was. I don't know if like he just saw the script like Kong. I remember Kong as a boy, and it just like <laughs> woke all this stuff up inside of him. <laughs> Cause that's a motherfucker that phones it in. No offense, but sometimes he just is going to be Sam Jackson on set. Yeah, that's true. Most of the time, he's just Samuel L. Jackson. Yes. Yeah. Which though charming and great, like you do your thing well. Yeah. But he, it felt like he was stretching himself in yes. doing this, and it was fun to he see. He was that. terrifying. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just a fun movie and again, scale, like, I don't know how big Godzilla and Kong are supposed to be. Mm -hmm. So when they do like fight each other, I don't know. I'm assuming they're going to be the same size. When they did this the first time in like the seventies, aliens made got made King Kong bigger to match up with uh, Godzilla. That's I don't think that's going to happen this time. But you know, there's tons of nuclear waste for him to get exposed to and get bigger. He's pretty big. Mm -hmm. Uh, I mean, because he's also like he's in like the jungle type thing, so. You're comparing him to like the mountains mm-hmm. that are next to him, whereas Godzilla, you're comparing to the skyscrapers next to him. So it's really hard to tell. But in that movie, I think they mentioned something like he's not even you know an adult yet or something like that. Kong, Kong or so- they say something where he's not at correct. full strength or something like that. Yes, like he's I not what he can right. be. So who knows Ooh, how big he can get? He might have a little growth spurt. Maybe <laughs> like oh he was just he's actually just twelve in that movie. Yeah, that could be. He has not even hit puberty. Because <laughs> I was trying to tell from Godzilla like how tall he was supposed to be, and I, mm-hmm. I I'm also just not good at judge of heights, um, to that scale. I don't know who is. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll be really interested to see. But so I think it has a 2020 release date. Mm-hmm. Because I was so freaking excited for this movie. <laughs> and I really am still excited for whatever is next. Kong versus Godzilla. Come on. 2020. Yeah. Oh, I'm excited. Yes. Um, yeah. I'm, I will need to see Godzilla in theaters. And I, maybe we should go back and rewatch Kong Skull Island with someone who you hasn't should. seen it before because I feel like people have dismissed that movie just being like oh yeah that's gonna be bad like what? no, no it was super really fun <laughs> it was really fun John like I mean there are definitely some ridiculous parts of it mm-hmm. but I mean it's a movie about a giant ape of course there's gonna be ridiculous parts I think it. everyone's do, acting on full cylinders there I just think that it's a real heart of darkness thing going on I mean it looks great it's a John C. Riley steals the fantastic. show Shea Wiggum's good in it as just yes. like a guy as one of the soldiers there mm-hmm. I think the only two people in that movie that just aren't great because they don't have anything to 
do, kind of. Brie Larson and Tom Hiddleston. They have nothing to do. Although I will say, upon this rewatch, Tom Hiddleston looked real good. <laughs> I was like, ooh, Tom, you worked out for this film. <laughs> and they got you in the tightest t-shirts they can find. <laughs> he looked great. I did not give him the look over that I should have when I first saw this movie. <laughs> I might have to buy this movie. Okay. <laughs> Don't judge me. I don't. I don't. It's also a fun film. It's a good movie. But yeah. <laughs> also, it has two comedians in it. It's Mark Evan Jackson and... Um, uh, oh, no. Eugenio Derbez. What? Um, Eugenio Derbez. Uh, no. One of the soldiers there. He's one of the soldiers. You, Eugene Cordero. Eugene Cordero. Excuse me. Why is it Eugenio Derbez? Who is that? I don't I know. I don't know. <laughs> um... But they're both like improv guys and they're more comedians. Like uh, Mark Evan Jackson is um, Captain Holt's husband on Brooklyn mm-hmm. Nine-Nine. And so I know them from podcasts and stuff because they often do stuff with pa- uh, Paul F. Tompkins. Mm-hmm. So to, seeing Eugene, to see Eugene Cordero be like a very serious soldier was amazing. <laughs> it just added a new level of fun. Um, if you haven't seen it, definitely see it. I would definitely watch it again because it's great. And surprisingly, like, uh, gross. Like, with the spider leg thing that goes down the guy's throat. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. People get ruined in they that movie. They get ripped apart, and it's great. <laughs> in, like, creative, fun ways. <laughs> um, in the continuation of my wild weekend. Yes. I saw Tron Legacy. Oh, boy. I would not have i don't have that opinion of it of it's a bad movie i actually really enjoyed it um i had not seen it since 2010 when it first came out Mm. it's fine um it was disney's last attempt at using one of its original properties to attract like males to the theater Mm. like hey guys come on it's tron you remember tron your dad remembers tron get in here watch tron and no one did Mm. and at that point they said well fuck it we'll just buy everything you like anyway you know why why is that olivia wilde's haircut in it the bob it's so bad this is not a judgment of her Mm -hmm. anyway she's great but like when i said oh boy when you (laughs) it's i was picturing that wig that is what i was picturing i was like oh god that wig is a bob fight worthy it's not exactly like in your face but you can't really put it up necessarily, can you? Like, it's if you move your head around at all, that hair is gonna end up in your face. Just like, a, and a it's not fight fight worthy coming in. Because you would at least be able to put it half up, like at the top, mm-hmm. like a little top knot thing going on, kind of. Yeah, just for the top half, like, mm-hmm. not not fight worthy. Okay, that is fair. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know that. I think I might have only seen. Oh. I think I saw, if not at least part of it, Mm -hmm. and I was not really feeling it. I think it's interesting to watch at this point because you know they're not going to make another one. Oh, yeah. But you see them planting the seeds of, like, we have a franchise in mind. All right, here's Killian Murphy, all right? He's going to be the bad guy for the next one. But this one, it's like a different version of Jeff, of, um, let's say Jeff Goldblum. That'd be a wholly different movie. (laughs) That'd be amazing. Jeff uh, Jeff Bridges. I'll have to go back and watch it again. It's interesting. Like, Jeff Bridges is doing his best dude impression. Uh, he's basically uh, the Jeff Bridges of, like, the Big Lebowski in it, kind of. With Never the... saw it. Oh. I mean, I know his general demeanor mm-hmm. and stuff, but. he's a, His character comes off as, like, you know, very peaceful, trying to resol- resolve all conflicts with, like, you know, talking through it mm-hmm. as opposed to actually fighting. Um, you know, in the film, it's to give the basic plot of Tron Legacy. Um, the son of Jeff Bridges um, is has grown up without a father. His father was trapped in the world of Tron, which is like you know 
computer system. Uh, and the kid grows up, you know, as heir to this company that he has no, you know, involvement in, really. Uh, they're like the Apple computers of that world or whatever. It's a real Bruce Wayne situation. It's a very Bruce wayne situation. Um, the kid, as a grown man in his 30s, decides, like, you know what, I'm going to find my dad finally. He goes to the arcade. His dad, of course, told him the story as a boy of, like, how he was trapped in this world. And, like, you know, help free the people that were trapped inside there. And he himself gets transported to the world. Um, for anyone that had seen the original movie from then to now, it looks amazing. All the stuff they were doing, you know, graphically, with even costume-wise, the suits, gorgeous-looking suits. Like, they look so dope. Um, but, yeah, it, you can see all the Caesar trying to make for things that didn't happen. Um, the facial, t- like, de-aging stuff they've done for, like, all the Marvel movies, like oh, Captain Marvel yeah, yeah, yeah. and Ant-Man and all that stuff. Like, you can see it started there, mm. but it was not together yet. <laughs> It looks very bad at certain Aww, points. Yeah. When it's dark in that film, looks fine. Any kind of light on on Jeff Bridges' face for his young self doesn't hold up all that well. Um, but that being said, it was fun, um, and I wish they had gotten the chance to make another one. Um, but yeah, that was. And also to speak of Olivia Wilde in it, she was great. She was fine. Um, it was my first experience with her as like an actress because I had not seen anything with her before that except for like some house. Yeah, I think um, that was most people's introduction. Yeah, and I was like, oh, she's cool. Like you know, her character's fun and awesome and inquisitive and like. I think she always plays someone smart, which is nice. Yeah, you know, she's never dumb dumb. There was something about the character which was like she's amazingly intelligent, however, just very innocent of the, the world around her. Like all she's ever known is like the computer and ultimately spoilers no one's ever gonna watch this uh gets taken out of the, the computer into the real world she's the first person to cross over oh and it's just like well what happens next and you're just as a viewer they're like i'd like to see the sequel of that but they're not gonna do it i think my natural not aversion to it but i wasn't inclined to watch it at first just because it is such a like clean looking there's not when they're in the game everything's kind of empty yeah, there's a lot of negative space right and i don't like that <laughs> i i like seeing really um built out sets and stuff mm-hmm. and like i love the um like the harry potter movies and um the what was the oh fantastic beast and stuff where they mm-hmm. have to really build a world right and it's full of all sorts of aesthetic things mm-hmm. i love that Whereas that is the opposite. And even though they have maintained a very specific aesthetic, it's mm. not one that I am really drawn to. So I think when I saw it, I was like, eh. I can understand I don't think that. I'm going to be interested in that as much. Even though the plot is, you know, interesting or whatever. It is it is very specific art direction. Mm-hmm. And to speak of, I guess, the artistry of the movie, too, like the, the soundtrack is entirely composed by uh, Daft Punk. Oh. Um, so it's kind of a secret fourth Daft Daft Punk album that people don't consider (laughs) Um, and it's really good like it is very sweeping at portions which you don't expect from them necessarily like I don't know what I expect because I know one song okay I am a grandma (laughs) (laughs) they're known for being a lot more dancey these days but that Mm -hmm. was just like ooh this isn't I feel like this is an epic film it was not received that way by the public but um but yeah that was Tron Legacy in my experiences with it okay Interesting. Um, I think that's pretty much it. I watched um, I watched the first episode and a half of Good Omens. Oh, okay, I I also watched the same amount. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. What were your thoughts? Um, I liked it. It's weird because I I in my head 
I always set the visual of it in the late 80s, early 90s, because mm-hmm. like that's when the book was written. But it's fine, I guess. Like you know, the the, the update of it. Um, I'm really liking David Tennant's character a lot in this. Um, I love the scene where he put the fear of God into the plants. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> where it's just a scene where he's watering plants. It's all narrated by Emma Tom- Emma Thompson, I believe. No, uh, it's oh um 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 three billboards. The lady. Oh, Frances McDormand. Yes. Okay. Um, it's well, it's very well narrated. Um, She's great. So like you know, almost every scene like you know has like, a little bit of introduction, a little bit of description, um, like as if you were listening to like an audiobook, yeah. I guess. Um, but there's a scene where just David Tennant's there watering his plants, and you know she's describing the plants like very beautifully, like you know they're the greenest, most lush plants in in all of England, only because they're scared to death of their owner, <laughs> and just like him yelling at them, it was and just destroying one of them to put the fear into the rest of them, like grow or else this happens to you. You can tell David Tennant is having like a great time oh, yeah. making this. I think everybody was for the most part. Uh-huh. Uh, Michael Sheen seems like he is too. Um, John, the very handsome John Ham, wearing a beautiful suit and coat, mm-hmm. toss a gun into that man's hands, and I am just like, <laughs> I'm melting like butter. Just oh. He, I will say he had a very dope uh, overcoat on that had yeah, like a one button situation happening there. I was like, oh, interesting. Very nice look, man. I didn't notice. I wasn't looking at the buttons. It's <laughs> um, <laughs> like, mm. um, but yeah, it's fun. Again, talking as of aesthetics, like the opening credits are really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, the whole thing looks great. I don't know. I didn't. I started to read the book. It wasn't really my cup of tea. Did you read the book? Oh yeah, I, I okay. enjoyed the book a lot. Um, so I don't know, I don't know what it's missing that I don't like because there's so many parts of it that I do like. I love the cast. I love the look of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess I'll stick with it. Maybe not. I'm not quite sure what's missing for me. Amazon um, shows. I don't know what it is about Amazon shows. They always have like the weirdest kind of uh, advertising behind them. I don't know. Sometimes it just feels like they don't know what they're doing as far as like advertising their shows or pushing their shows on people sometimes. It feels like they have huge successes, like the Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, and then things like, what is Bosch exactly? That's a great question. <laughs> uh, it's a guy you've seen in everything looking stern again. <laughs> All he does is look stern. I can just imagine. In every film. <laughs> 43 minutes of him just staring you down yeah. from the TV. Like, okay. He talks here and there because he has a very distinct voice. Mm-hmm. That's all I got. And he, I know he played a bad guy in a Transformers movie. That's all I got. I feel like he's often some kind of like cop or authority figure. Is he a cop? Is he a real estate agent? Who knows what F- Botch is yeah, about? I had no idea. Does he sell staplers? I'm not sure. I hope that's it. <laughs> I hope he's a door-to-door stapler salesman. <laughs> and he just intimidates people into buying staplers. <laughs> I feel like Amazon tries a l- too hard to be kind of edgy i don't know there's something in it that i just feels different mm-hmm. um i might stick with it i'll see okay i don't know i really love david Tennant. i pretty much kind of just watching it for him and handsome john ham <laughs> um i will tell you about i guess just one last thing um this utter trash that i watched Ooh. called the hitcher i haven't seen it in years oh hitcher? god it's bad uh so sarshan bean um sophia bush so i'm assuming he doesn't live um he lives a lot longer than you want him to i guess <laughs> um sean bean sophia bush and um 
why the hell can't I remember his name? Sophia Bush. Yeah, I haven't heard that name in a while, have you? I used to get her mixed up with, like, even though I know they don't look the same, but, like, Rachel Bilson? No, they were, like, in the same space at the same time. They're both CW kids. I was going to say, like, and I was just like, which pretty brunette? (laughs) Like, yeah, and, and she's in it, and just, and it just feels like, it's very much of its time. This came out like 2009 or 10. Mm-hmm. It's like the last portion of like, you know, those really bad, but like everyone went to see them horror torture fic- flicks or whatever. Um, the premise is these two college students are going on spring break to Lake Havasu. Wait, Wh- it's... Ra- uh, Rachel B- Bilson... And no, Sophia Bush. Sophia Bush. Ha-ha. Same person. I, you, got, you got me. It was a Olafant. The is spreading. <laughs> See, I, I have it for white ladies. <laughs> um, but Bilson is with her. Nope. Sophia Bush. Bush. Bush is with her boyfriend. Who is? Who is played by someone you wish died before the credits even rolled. <laughs> <laughs> he wow. looks shitty he has oh. a bad haircut a soul patch oh boy. and like you just want him to die <laughs> um and he does gruesomely oh. like with like 20 minutes left in the movie oh, boy. but the whole premise is like they're going to the spring break at lake havasu and they stop at a convenience store because they see like a hitchhiker in the street they go back to pick him up um they give why? him a ride exactly the whole movie is just based on why would you do this if it was in the 70s or something it would make more sense when people were doing that it was common to have hitchhikers but the movie was it's a remake actually oh. of a movie made in the 80s oh okay um like a just a trashy horror flick mm-hmm. and they decided to remake it oh, as boy. a trashy modern movie um so they pick him up and immediately and it's sean bean it's sean bean okay aka sean bon aka um scene bean <laughs> <laughs> and he has hitchhiker hair he didn't have hitchhiker hair he had what he naturally down. has hitchhiker hair why would you shave it that's so dumb he looked the most different than he's looked in anything he was very skinny he lost a bunch of weight for it. Oh, Sean. And like he cut all of his hair off. I think oh, this is like right what? before season one of Game of Thrones. Dude. Or right after it or something like that. Like, like Game of Thrones and uh, in Lord of the Rings, that hair is pure hitchhiker hair. It's stringy, sweaty, he did not probably dirty. He had What a waste of natural <laughs> yucky hair. He had more of like a close crop, like crew cut almost. Um, That's insane. It was, but yeah, he plays the hitcher and he like within five minutes of being in the car pulls a knife and is like playing this psychological torture game with them. They kick him out of the car, like in the middle of the night, like it raining, whatever, like heroic, like took care of that. And they're driving the next morning and they see him like in the back of like a station wagon playing with a kid. And they're like, oh no, we should have called the cops. They didn't call the cops. They just let him be. Like they just kicked the man out of a moving vehicle, might've killed him. Didn't call the cops, didn't do anything about it. Oh, I hate them. So what he starts doing now is doing murders and framing them for it. Oh, what? <laughs> As he follows them throughout like the Southwest on their way to like Lake Havasu. How does he follow them? He's a psycho and like So he gets a car? He gets he a kills car. People, he kills takes people, a car. takes a car or whatever. Like this family them. that he was with kills the whole family. Like they're going to intervene on all that stuff. As the cops get there, he makes it look like they're being held like he's holding like they're holding him hostage. Oh boy. And like, you know, he gets the cops to go after them. They get arrested, but then like get freed and like ultimately No. Before the arrest happens. So the guy who I hate, whose name I don't even know with a terrible haircut and this mm-hmm. shitty soul patch, mm-hmm. um, Sean Bean 
kidnaps him and and I feel call him Travis. Travis. Travis gets tied up to like these two semi trucks, right? Oh no! And Sean Bean's driving, so he's at the back of like one semi truck and like (gasps) chained to the front of one semi truck. His legs chained to the front front of one semi. His arms tied to the back of the semi. And Sean Bean is revving that engine and basically telling Sevilla Bush like, "Hey, you're either going to shoot me or going to rip your boyfriend in half." And she doesn't shoot him. She doesn't shoot him. The cops get there and they tell her to put the gun down, and she puts the gun down. That's not even like. And Sean Bean's like. Well, cowabunga it is. Revs it up and rips him in half. I actually what? clapped. <laughs> that doesn't, none of this makes sense. It's all bad. And then they finally get to like the police station and she tells the story and they understand like, and they saw him like rip the guy in half yeah. and understand the series of murders. Like, oh, it was this dude who's obviously a psychopath. Um, and of course he escapes one last time. Mm. Um, forcing confrontation with Sophia Bush actually has to shoot him in the head. There's a point where she's given a gun and the cop that she's with, played by Neil McDonough, uh, he's been in a bunch of stuff. Um, you'll probably recognize him most from a Minority Report. He plays like Tom Cruise's uh, best buddy. I didn't see it, remember? So, oh, right. Um, but yeah, he, in all confidence, gives her a gun. You know what you need to do, right? Oh, I know. Click, click. And she shoots him in the head. It's terrible. I and no one should watch this movie. This movie. So it much. is so bad. And I'm sorry I wasted everyone's time by explaining this movie. I'm sorry you wasted your time. It was all right. I was cleaning up a bunch of stuff. Oh, my God. But Were you cleaning furiously because you're so annoyed? <laughs> like, this God, film? Get the fuck out of here. Um, but yeah, it was not good. And no one should watch this movie. Ew. Mm-hmm. Um, I watch silence of the lambs i'm very excited to hear. i got a massage megan and i both got massages as you do mm-hmm. then we went watched some dogs and sat at like a bright sunny day at like 4 p.m mm-hmm. and watched silence of the lambs like i said i don't know if megan was trying to like you know ease you into this or She's like just tenderize you tenderizing <laughs> My soft, lotion, delicious flesh. No, because we got falafel. <laughs> yes, the spices will sit into her quite well. <laughs> she orders extra tahini sauce just to cover me in it. Um, it was good. It was really good. I'm um, glad you saw it. I remember hearing on the last episode that you did not. I was surprised. Yes. Because um, it, I mean, it might just because I had Megan there and it was really bright out. But it wasn't particularly scary. It's way more psychological than like outwardly gruesome or anything like that. It's more just weird. Yeah. It's just kind of weird. Um, I did, as Tom mentioned, I did like uh, the focus on, it was surprisingly feminist. It's really Clarice Starling focused. It's great. And when he brought that up, like, yeah, she is at one point in a room full of just dudes. And then, questioning her ability absolutely and then she like lays down the law and then later they show her in the car with her boss who is a guy and um she he says something and she was like yeah when you do that basically it makes you know them assume that i can't do my job or something along mm-hmm. those lines he goes oh i never thought about it sorry about that and i was just like look at this beautiful exchange you know An what? exchange that you never see. You certainly don't ever see it in films or television where a guy, something happens, 
where the woman is kind of shut down a little mm-hmm. bit, a guy actually re- sees her reaction, realizes it, brings it up, is taught something, not in a mean way, just in like, yeah, when you do this, it this is the reaction and how it makes me feel. And then him going, oh, never thought of that. Sorry about that. Amazing. An amazing, which should not in any way be incredible, but beautiful, like, (laughs) interaction that took about 10 seconds and filled me with joy. Mm -hmm. Because if more conversations were like that, the world would be a different place, like genuinely. Um, So as a feminist film, loved it. Um, And also it was creepy and gross and great. (laughs) Um, In their relationship, like her boss and, and Clarice, I... He's a pretty good boss, all things yeah. considered. Like, he is listening to her. He, She's given so much leeway because she's not even a special agent just yeah. yet. She's still, like, you know, in training. Mm-hmm. But, like, the amount of, like, listening that he's doing and, like, space that he's giving her to yes. work is, like, pretty impressive, like, overall. Like, just like, oh, wow, you're like, a good dude. And you know what else they do that they often, in movies, they don't do, which is they'll send someone into a situation and not give them all of the information and so then immediately you see that person do something that had they been told mm-hmm. this guy, you know, likes to see people squirm or whatever, they then like, of course they do it and then whatever. Mm-hmm. But in this one, they actually give her all the information that she needs about this guy so she doesn't mess it up. Mm-hmm. Like, great. Amazing. This is, I think I saw it as a different film. <laughs> I saw this amazing feminist manifesto <laughs> <laughs> really it's a classic horror film like there are wonderful moments in that movie one moment that i love so much is when she finally encounters buffalo bill at his home and just like the interactions that they have and his overall demeanor is so creepy but just like when he's finally caught it is one of the funniest oh, moments in the movie to me <laughs> Like, it is just, he's holding up the, the business cards and, like, he drops oh, them. Oh, yeah. And then <laughs> splits out of that room so fast. It is funny. <laughs> like, you got me. <laughs> and then just zoom. Like, oh, yes, the chase is on. <laughs> Which, again, more realistic. Mm-hmm. Like, I also, I have to defend Megan 100%. Like, I did not realize who ted levine was because in that film he looks so different from what i've seen him in as like a 50 year old man because mm-hmm. he had he grows a must as he got older he grew a mustache and so he looks totally different because i knew him as the captain guy from monk <laughs> very different guy and when megan showed me who he was it melted in my brain mostly because he does not look like his name should be ted He's not a Ted. <laughs> With that mustache, surely you're at least a Theodore. Mm-hmm. That's not a Ted face. <laughs> it messed me up. Because um, he is ripped in that movie. I've never seen a ripped serial killer. <laughs> Either overweight or very thin, but mm-hmm. not like soccer player ripped. It's confusing. <laughs> like... um. I feel like we're just not even mentioning Anthony Hopkins here. He's great. And he's great. Yeah. <laughs> like he wouldn't ask him for it. He's really fun. Um, I feel like I don't know if Jodie Foster won or was nominated. Like it got 
Oscar nominations across yeah, the board. Yeah, yeah. Um, and Anthony Hopkins' character is great, and the long game that he is playing that Clarice is just a piece of was like very fun to see. Like his escape, which really she's he she is he is not her problem. He yeah. is helping her solve a problem no. while he has his whole other agenda going on. You've, it's weird to root for a clear terrible psychopath yes but you're totally like this guy's great because <laughs> like when you get into like what his morals are to some degree it's like it's you're just like oh i mean i like it when people are polite too yeah. tony <laughs> it's all based on like were you nice to me am i being nice to you or being civil to each other okay then we have no problem i like to think that if i met that character in real life i think i'm relatively polite if the other person if someone is polite to me, I'm very polite to them. Mm-hmm. I think I'd be fine. Because like, it seems like he doesn't really care what your intelligence is. Because he knows he's the smartest person anyone right. he walks into. Right. But it's just like, what well, we did, we have a good time talking to each other. We'll be pleasant to each other. Well, then I have no reason to kill you. Good day, sir. Yes. Yeah. And Firm like the... handshake, look him in the eye and walk away. Mm-hmm. But like, as soon as the person that was next to him did something horrifying. untoward. Yes. Horrifying. Untoward. <laughs> Okay, good sir. <laughs> We're talking about manners here, right? <laughs> um, as soon as that happened, it was like, well, this guy's gone. Like, through just talking to him, talking Amazing. him into killing himself. Like, yeah. The, and the one of the favorite parts of that movie is the, the end of it. Like, where the director of the psychiatric ward or psychiatric facility is like, is like, fuck it, I'm on vacation in the Cayman Islands. And then he gives Clarice a little call like, hey, girl. You were amazing. Good oh, job. Yeah. You did it. You're awesome. Like you got a you got a good future ahead of you. <laughs> Where are you? Like Clarice. All right. Let's not even play that game. You know I'm far away and I will be fine and good. I hope you will have a good life. I gotta kill someone now. Bye. And also his outfit, it looks like the exact beginning of Jurassic Park. Yes. Um, where uh I want to say Newman. I can't remember what his name is in Jurassic Park, mm-hmm. um, where he's meeting up about like Nidri. Oh, yes, <laughs> um, where they're meeting up to go, and they like get the Barbasol can. Like it looks literally like exactly like that place. Mm-hmm. And I was like, if this just goes into Jurassic Park, that'd be amazing. Oh my god, killer dinosaurs and a serial killer all on the island at the same oh, time. Perfect. It's my perfect movie. Um, so yeah, I really enjoyed it. <laughs> I it was it it is one of my sister's favorite movies. Yeah, I can I get it. Like we went to go see Hannibal together in theaters. Oh no! And then Red Dragon, her, me, and my mom went to go see that all together. Oh. It is a weird family film. For us. <laughs> a bonding time. <laughs> um, how were they? Oh, Hannibal and Red Dragon? They're very different movies. Um, Hannibal is very focused on the character of Hannibal Lecter, mm-hmm. and like Clarice. And his relationship. Um, when was it made? It was like 99. Oh, okay. Um, and Red Dragon was, I believe, 2001. Um, but Red Dragon is like the least like the rest of that Because that's not trilogy. even, that's Ray Fiennes and Edward Norton, right? It's Ray Fiennes, Edward Norton. And uh, Anthony Hopkins does appear, but very briefly. Okay. Um, it is supposed to take place right before Silence of the Lambs. Oh, before? Yeah. Interesting. And like his assistance to Edward Norton is what prompts the FBI to 
use them, use them again oh, to assist Clarice. Interesting. Okay. So that's like the only real lead in. <laughs> it's a very different story. Kind the of. only thing I remember from that is me being surprised how by how jacked um, Ray Fiennes was. And I was like, oh. They're all about the jacked murderers in Listen, this series of films. I get it and I support it. <laughs> he takes off that shirt and I was like, what? <laughs> Ray, you weird, creepy guy. <laughs> Who's a really good actor. Rafe, a.k.a. Ralph. <laughs> Show him some respect, Jason. I'm sorry. All about manners. That was untoward. <laughs> On this podcast. Sir. I was very untoward to you, sir. I will take any vengeance that you seek upon <laughs> me. <laughs> um, okay. Interesting. I don't think I'll ever see either of them. Because okay. I'm guessing they're more um, kind of grisly. Ray Liotta gets his brains eaten at a table. Oh, like his head is open. He's often a brash, rude man though, in <laughs> movies, so that's not surprising. And in Hannibal, they replace um, Jodie Foster with Julianne Moore. Oh, boo! It's different, but as she does same as the same character. Mm. Like you miss Julianne Moore, but I like oh, you miss uh, Jodie Foster, but Julianne Moore's performance as uh, Clarice was very good too. Okay, um, that, that would be difficult to do. It is because it's, it's a huge character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and. Um, you know, this is the character later on in life established as like an agent. So it's it's different. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Um, last thing, I also have been rewatching The Office. Okay. Just a fucking great show. <laughs> it's just so fun. Mm-hmm. That's really all. It's just, <laughs> it's just a lovely comfort show that's still, I haven't watched in years. So it's just genuinely making me laugh out loud. Mm-hmm. And it's an American classic, period. Like it's yeah, it's just so fun and I don't know. It definitely has things in it that you wouldn't be able to get away with now. Mm-hmm. Um, Steve Carell's amazing on it. He yes, yes. Like it's weird to think that he hasn't had, not to say success. He has. He's amazingly successful. But it feels like he'll never have another character quite like that. No, that's and who just, can like? Yeah, no. It's just uh, such a mountaintop in a career. Um, yeah, I think that show is amazing. Any you could put on any episode and just immediately be in it and enjoy. Absolutely. Um, anyways, that was just my comfort show. I've been watching. Like, really, <laughs> really enjoying it. Um, uh, assignments. Yes, assignments. Have I thought of one? No. <laughs> Have you thought of one? I have thought of one. Oh, shit. Um, going with the theme, I guess, of like uh, women empowerment, I was thinking about this today, and also Sean Bean, uh, mm-hmm. these two themes that are pervasive in our society. Mm. Um, I would have you watch the movie Silent Hill. No. It is a scary movie. No. No. What? <laughs> no. I'm not going to watch. I can't watch horror movies. Okay. Okay. Sorry, that was a strong reaction. All right. I was just truly horrified that you were going to give me that movie. <laughs> because no. I, I only offer it because it is a very, it's actually surprisingly good, um, despite being like, you know, based on a video game. Um, it is. The video it, game came first? Yeah. Interesting. It's an entirely female cast, save for Sean Bean. Um, they wrote the script and forgot they had male characters. So they had, then the studios only know it was a, like a guy in here. Why? Um, cares for the his role is minor, but and, important. But important. Okay. He serves as like the the conduit for the viewer, kind of. Okay. But he's not the main character at all. 
Um, not at all. Uh, but you get what he's feeling. Um, yeah, and it, it was just a a good, fun movie that I did. I thought it was gonna be bad. It was not. But no, I understand. <laughs> I understand. Is that a ghosty thing? Uh, mm, or a murder thing? Ghosty, ghosty like the Sixth Sense. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> that movie is fucking terrible. Really? When he is in that, like, it's locked in that cupboard or closet or whatever, and he gets attacked. Uh huh. That is. To this day, one of the most deeply disturbing things I've ever seen in my life, and I hate it. It's messed up because your mind takes the place of what is actually happening in there. Because you don't know. You, hearing a child scream, nope, mm-hmm. nope. I I understand that that movie is good. I fucking hate it because I found it so... It's a, it's a horror movie in such a weird way. Mm-hmm. And I found it just so, everything about it so disturbing. Mm -hmm. It haunts me to this day. (laughs) What it was trying to do, like it worked in terms of inducing fear. Mm -hmm. It worked too well for me. (laughs) I hate, oh, nope. Hard pass. (laughs) Do you have anything else? I just blew up your plan, I'm sorry. Anything else? Uh, I'd still have you watch the wrestling thing that I asked for a while back. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay, we'll set that up. Okay. But you're going to be busy. I'll be around. I'll be busy. You're but... already half asleep. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be busy, but I'll, I can have time. Okay. Um, I'll try to think of something. Did you watch? You didn't watch Wine Country, did you? I did watch Wine Country. You did? Mm-hmm. I thought it was okay. That's the type of comedy where I'm just like, yep. Yeah, like I thought everyone that's in that movie is better than that movie. Yes, <laughs> that's exactly Jason. You hit the nail on the head. Yeah, I didn't even know that I was looking for that, but yes, <laughs> that's exactly what it is. Everyone in there, it's such, it's like having great players on a team, and yet the team doesn't do well for some reason. It's, it's just the the sum does not equal its parts at all. I'm so glad. Thank you. <laughs> yes, Jason. Yes, <laughs> times a million. Like that team of women, plus like they're all friends outside of this. Mm-hmm. Like this should be a lot more fun. Like, it should be a lot more fun. Like, this is this should kind of be a vacation movie. I should feel like I'm on vacation with you guys as you go through wine country. Um, and I remember you guys were talking about, talking about it before, and like, you know, it was. I, I thought that it was fine. It's just fine, and they're better than I than agree. just fine. Yeah. Like, they're much funnier than that. Like, these are these you all of you were together on well, yeah, for the most part, all of you were together on Saturday Night Live as writers or performers at the same time. This is it. This long sketch. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's fine. I laughed. But I should be hurting yeah. after this movie. I agree. And you watched Russian Doll because you told me about Russian Doll. Yeah. Man, what a fun, fun show. And I was right about the bananas, Jason. Yes. Yes, you were. I'm a genius. <laughs> oh, man. I was so proud of myself. I heard I you that. pat yourself on the back. I was patting it there for you as well. Thanks, pal. <laughs> um, that being the case, I don't even know what I'm going to assign you. Um, 
I'll think of something and I'll text you. Yeah, that's fine. Cool. But that was another one in the can, guys. Thanks for joining us. It's been fun. Uh, you know where to find us on the internet, on Instagram, ONR Podcast. Megan's been doing an excellent job with our Instagram. Big shout out to Megan. Thank you so much for doing that. I don't know how that thing works. So. <laughs> how the stories. I and, don't know how and that. the posts. I can do a single post. Mm-hmm. Of one picture, maybe more than one. That's the limit. Literally <laughs> the limit of my abilities. Mm-hmm. So thank you so much. Thank you very, very much. Um, and yeah, find us on there on our podcast. Um, that's our main avenue of social media-ness. Um, and yeah, yeah. Rate, review, subscribe. Do those things on iTunes. All that stuff. And Stitcher. And Google Play, whoever uses that. I don't know. <laughs> but we're there. We're in those spaces. Um, if, you're, if you're listening to us, you found us. Um, but Great. yeah, thank you all so much. Thank you. All right, you guys have a good time. We'll see you next time. Your eyes are literally closed. You're so tired. Wait, wait, wait. No, I don't know what I have you want to watch. We'll figure out next time. <laughs> Bye, guys. Bye.